Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this program for selfish reasons. We planned on visiting cities earlier this year, spending some quality time, not as tourists, but pretending to actually live there to get a real sense and flavor of the place. We made one trip earlier this year, which was great. And we were planning for the next trip. Then COVID hit. Yes, unfortunately. A little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, South America, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I'm not Asian. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I've always wanted to leave. I am a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we will be speaking to folks from around the country who have moved to venues of their dreams and more, and we will share their intimate secrets. Whoa. Just kidding. But we will offer information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. Welcome to Retire There with Gil and Jean. Today's episode will be a little different. When Jean and I began the process of creating this podcast, it was our desire to share the views of people who have moved to different towns and cities to retire. In exploring these venues, our wish has always been to be transparent. While many retirees fall in love with their retirement destinations, that is not always the case. Which brings us to today's guest, Craig Lang and his wife, Barbara who retired to Clearwater, Florida. They moved to what they believed would be an affordable paradise. After arriving in Clearwater, the couple soon realized this was not the ideal location for them. A little background. When he was three months old, Craig was adopted from an orphanage in South Carolina by a couple from Long Island, New York. Being an only child, he was spoiled for the first five years. When Craig turned six, his mother gave birth to a daughter. Craig says this was the beginning of the end of his wonderful childhood. Following the arrival of his sister, his mother gave birth to two boys. Craig believes he was mistreated by his mother because he was not a natural child. He calls himself a 50s version of Cinder Fella. (laughs) Work and punishment filled his days, unfortunately. However, he wants to make it clear that his father, the renowned sports writer Jack Lang, did not participate in the horrible abuse Craig suffered. He notes that his father was too weak to change the circumstances. Things were so bad that Craig left home at the age of 15 and never looked back. At times, he was homeless, a foster child, and stayed with friends. He then joined the Army, where he served as an infantryman in Vietnam. Craig has held numerous jobs throughout his life, including being a bartender, a fishmonger, a pizza maker, and a furniture store owner. Boy, the stories that we're going to hear from him. Craig's decision to retire in Florida stemmed in part from his time in the state as a child. A young Craig spent months at a time in Florida at various spring training facilities of Major League Baseball. His dad was covering spring training as a sports writer. 
Craig enjoyed the time with his dad. Craig and Barbara have been married for 42 years and have a daughter. Not too long ago, he took a writing course in memoirs, and he's almost now finished writing his memoir and hopes to publish it soon. Craig, you've lived quite a life. We are looking forward to hearing how you and Barbara landed in Clearwater, but have some reservations now. Would you share your journey with us? Sure. What would you like to know? So how did Clearwater come to being? Well, Clearwater is just up the West Coast from from St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg was where I spent most of um, my winters with um, spring training. And when I was young, the whole family participated in that. It wasn't just me and my dad. It was only later on after I'd left home where sometimes I'd come down just to spend some time with him. In any event, in those days, I would go to school in the wintertime. Spring training lasted almost three months. I went to, in St. Petersburg, a Catholic school called St. John's and met a lot of people there. Years later, when I lived in Manhattan, I met a friend that he was a real estate agent down here. So after we all parted and went different ways, I went to Arizona for 20 years. We'd always get back together, either in Palm Harbor, where one of my friends lives, or St. Pete. Long story short, we came down here in 91 and opened up two stores. 91 was not a good time to be in Florida. Their economy had tanked. Kids couldn't get a pencil for school. Um, It was just a really bad time to be opening the business. And so we left and vowed to never come back or never say never. Anyway, here we are again. Spent 20 years in Arizona, and then we moved back to New York. Um, Long Island more specifically, and the end of Long Island more specifically than that. We lived there for 10 years, but once we closed the business, um, it was just too damned expensive to live there. You know, um, every month was like $500 for heating oil, and I never liked the cold weather. So we packed up and moved. I like Florida in a lot of respects. It's certainly a nice place to visit. In the end, I had a choice between two places. Vero Beach, where I'd been as a youngster with the Dodgers, staying in Dodger Town, or St. Petersburg. I made a couple different trips down to visit with friends and see what was going on. St. Petersburg had was cool, and it's still a great place to go and visit. But it's really more for young people. I'm not, I don't carouse around nearly as much as I used to. So, you know, that nightlife was gone as far as I was concerned. I looked, I had a job in Clearwater and I looked once and there it was. I found this incredible street with, um, it was part of a Clearwater Country Club. It was called the Country Club Edition. And all these houses that are here had been built in 1928. So it looked like a street in Long Island. Um, it was really cool, and I, I loved it. So I got a place here. And as soon as I moved in, one of my neighbors came over to me and said, you know that 90% of the people in 
business block or Scientologist? <laughs> I said, no, but why? I mean, I didn't know from Scientologists. And, you know, Scientologists are, are decent people, it seems. The only problem I have with them is that I'm a friendly person, and I don't know really any of my neighbors. I mean, you know, I'm kind of an in-your-face kind of guy, and I would have liked to have gotten to know them, their kids and all that stuff. But they're very private people. They never tell you exactly what they do for a living. Most of them are what they call auditors. Those are people that would interview you or me and find out our deepest secrets and somehow or other hold them over us. Like I said, it's a strange um, it's a strange group. We live about four minutes by car to downtown. My wife is very active in the town. She belongs to a Presbyterian church and is in charge in the wintertime of the cold night shelter for the homeless charge all the time for the home, like the, the clothes for the um, homeless. And gosh, she does a million things with them. That's, That's great. wonderful. Well, yeah, it is. But she's down in the, in the town. It's always so creepy because there's nobody there but homeless people, a few restaurants, and people walking around with silver vests and white shirts and black pants. They're all what they call sea orgs. Those are the people that have dedicated their life to Scientology. And then there's all the filthy rich people that come to the Fort Harrison Hotel from all around the world. And, um, anyway, I'm probably rambling right now, but no, that's, having, you're good. Having, having the Scientologist this close is a little disconcerting. Yeah. What, what about the Cleveland Street District? Is that near you? And is that also... Um... Mostly well, occupied Cleveland, by homeless. Cleveland, Cleveland Street is very close to me. It's the route I take to go to the liquor store. It's the route I take to get over to the church. It used to be a really cool street. It used to have little restaurants up and down the sides. Now it has big apartment complexes that are mostly inhabited by Scientologists. And the street, there are hardly any restaurants until you get smack dab into downtown Clearwater. There, the clever people there have roped off two blocks. You can eat outside. You can eat inside. And it's, that part of it is very quaint and very nice. But it, it's supposed to be part of the centerpiece for a grand downtown where people would come from all over. If you live just five miles from here, you'd probably never come here to this part of town because there's no reason to. So if you live in the other part of town, you may never even see a Scientologist. Is that correct? Yes. And, um, you know, there's when you when you talk to some of those people, they're flabbergasted that that's all going on right there. And they're wow. spreading their wings now. They're, they've moved up to Dunedin and. How long have you been in Clearwater? Since 2011. Okay. So what's the future for you and Barbara? Are you guys thinking of leaving or what are your plans? We have anticipated leaving for a long, long time. I had, I was 80% disabled from the war 
we were we'd been denied a hundred percent by something that we could prove that I had. So for ten years, all we did was wait for us to get that back money, and all we did while we were waiting for that was to be disappointed. Can you imagine going out to your mailbox every single day and being disappointed? every day. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't use it to beat my wife. <laughs> it was, so, um, so we thought for a long, 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 long time that we would get back payment. I had my 100%. So my income from the VA went from $4,200 a month to $3,700 a month, which is wow. Which is a pretty significant jump, yeah. but they still haven't given me the back money, and they're still going. You know, nobody wants to give me the back money. You'd think it was theirs. So anymore, I don't even count on it. I know that I will, in fact, get a little bit. But I've been busy writing my book, and hopefully, I can sell that, and we can get out of here. There are times when we feel like staying here. Maybe because it's so inexpensive to live in relation to a lot of other great places. But then another summer comes and we just, I guess that one of the things you want to know is about people long-term liking this place. And so for a long time, I worked part-time in a consignment furniture gallery. People that moved here from Iowa needed new furniture or or different furniture and they'd come to me. And so I I would see a whole lot of people when they first came. Fortunately, I was long enough to see those same people when they wanted to sell back their furniture because they were <laughs> going home. Florida's an acquired taste. If you lived in Miami and had a lot of money, it's a great place to be. If you were a horse person and wanted to live in Gainesville, that too. A lot of people can't stand the heat. I mean, you come and you think that you'll get used to it the first year. You know, all that happens is that the summers become longer and more humid and just going crazy. So, yes, I'd, I'd leave in a, in a New York minute if I could. <laughs> and where would um, you guys move to? What would be desirable? Probably still here in the East Coast, but maybe Virginia... Maryland, Georgia, I, I don't know, but um, Places I would like it seasons. to be someplace that's still temperate and close enough that I could at least visit New York more and even come down and visit here. more. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's affordable. What about health care in the meantime? Do you guys have easy access to decent health care? Health care is everywhere. I mean, you know, this is... Um, the elephant graveyard, so um, they're they're everywhere, and your treatment is usually pretty good. But the state government here, like Rick Scott was the governor before this guy DeSantis, had an option to join into the Medicaid program. He turned that money down, and um, so a lot of um, poor people got less, less help than they could have had. Do you have access to good doctors, though? Well, I'm a hundred. I have a hundred percent coverage from the VA, which is a double-edged sword. The good news is that I don't pay for anything. The 
bad news is that this part of the reason I didn't get my money right away was because this is the most crowded VA in the country because everybody moves here. So the St. Petersburg VA, if I wanted to get an appointment to see my primary care doctor, I'd have to wait two months. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The good news with that, that, I mean, I recently I had a, some more stents within me. I had a heart problem. And you just go to the local, whatever hospital it is, and then um, the VA pays for it. So I haven't had any problems there. Oh, that's um, the rest of the people with health care, like my wife, she has a back problem and this problem and that problem. And you have to almost hold a gun to a doctor's head for them to send a referral to somebody else. You know, so... It's it's a little crazy. So as, aside from COVID, what forms of entertainment have you guys engaged in? Oh, COVID's been really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Before COVID, what did you guys um, do for entertainment? Well, we, you know, we I've always because I was raised down here, I've always been a beach person. So, you know, we do a lot of that. We like to go out to dinner and um you know, we have two dogs now. We had three dogs for a long time until one of them passed. And we would go to the dog park every night around with those suckers. In 1963, I lived with a family in New Jersey, the Youngs. Some of you might know the man in the house, Dick Young, who was a famous sports writer. Yeah. I lived with his family, and they had um, seven girls and one boy. Um, nice. I mean, you wonder why the hell they took me in, but they did. So I lived there for a year, and about five of that brood lived down here. So we get together for the major holidays and stuff like that, or sometimes we'll get together and go to a net game if they're going, they're playing the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so you know, it's not like there's nothing to do. I have very few friends down here. When I lived in Arizona, when I lived in New York, I had a never-ending flow of people coming to my house. Um, Gene, what was that you were going to ask? Well, I had a few questions. First of all, uh, how, how far is Tampa? Tampa's close, right? Yes, but you have to cross a bridge to get there. Downtown Tampa, uh, a half-hour drive at least. Okay, and how far is the Tampa airport? Uh, the airport's really manageable. It's probably about... 20, 25 minutes. Uh, and and also the St. St. Pete Airport is close also, right? Oh, yeah. It's called the St. Petersburg Clearwater Airport. So it's it happens to be up way the hell away from St. Petersburg. It's <laughs> actually in the interlands of Clearwater. Oh, wow. So that's convenient. Yeah, I've never used it. I'm always going into LaGuardia or... Um, Arthur out in Long Island, so I, I've never had to use it. But there's some great deals from Pittsburgh for like $39. Of course, the downside is that they only run like twice a week, maybe. And so you have to really work your schedule. <laughs> I am not patient enough to do something. Oh, yes. Back to um, Clearwater. How are the restaurants there? They must have good seafood. Now, that's a, as a kid, there were soup, seafood restaurants everywhere. And 
all of them were to die for. Here now, <laughs> it's really hard to find a good seafood restaurant. There are a couple that are the very, 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 very top of the line. They're good. But anymore now, most, most seafood comes from somewhere else. It used to be that the Gulf was filled with shrimp, and, you know, we used to get a basket of shrimp for a buck. Now that same basket of shrimp would be $9, which is okay with inflation, but you wouldn't get as many, and you wouldn't know if they're going to be ice cold by the time they make it to your table. A problem here, it's much better down south where there's a lot more New Yorkers. A lot of the people here just don't, well, they, they love food, but mainly junk food. Uh, I love tacos. Have you been to Pearly's Beach Eats for fish tacos? Um, yeah, I have a couple Latina restaurants that will go and get takeout tacos. They're nice and spicy and good. We have a really good Mexican restaurant only about three blocks away from us. It, it wasn't here for many, many years. It opened up, I don't know, and last winter, I guess. And you can have two of their margaritas and be shit-based. <laughs> so that, to me, is a mark of a good Mexican rest. <laughs> and the food is And there's some other great things I hear about Clearwater, the Capitol Theater, the golf courses. And have you been to the uh, Clearwater Marine Aquarium? I have. Um, there's a lot of aquariums in here. We went there when winter, the dolphin was there. Um, we don't go back as much because we don't have... Um, Fortunately, my daughter hasn't given me grandchildren, and I can't seem to buy any, so there's nobody to take with me to it. But we've been to, there's other ones down in Bradenton and Sarasota, and there's a lot of really cool ones. Capitol Theater, the Capitol Theater is fine. You almost forget what it is anymore with COVID this long. They seat about 500 people probably. And we've seen a couple shows. And are there other any training camps near you since you uh, grew up in training camps? Oh, there are training camps everywhere. And the Toronto Blue Jays are a town over. Clearwater, the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, there's, I could, Lakeland is the Detroit Tigers. Um, you know, if you wanted to, I mean, that's, that was how this whole place started, really. Certainly the Gulf Coast was with people coming down to visit their team. There's, there's plenty of that if you want to do it. And, of course, the Yankees are just over in Tampa. Um, I don't do Yankee games. So, Craig, can you tell us, prospective retirees, what to look for, things that you've learned that you would like to advise others I, I don't want to sit here and slam Florida. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, how do you really feel, Craig? Um, <laughs> some of the problems are a lot of these people came from somewhere else, and I came from New York, and I always feel like I'm five steps ahead of them. A lot of stupid people came to Florida. <laughs> um, but... You know, if you get the right deal, um, there's a lot of people that are happy in their little trailer home and stuff like that. I guess until the next hurricane comes, they'll be fine. I don't, we're crowded. 
started in the wintertime from states like Iowa and Minnesota, where it's freezing cold. It's the utilities and stuff are more affordable here than a lot of other places. Right now, we don't use air conditioning, haven't used it in about a month and a half. And that'll probably continue till sometime in May when the monsoons get closer and humidity. It's the combination between humidity and um, heat that makes it not so palatable sometimes. So any departing words of wisdom? Sure. (laughs) I've never been at a loss for telling people (laughs) words of wisdom. You know, just search it more. You can't just come and obviously um, Gene has read a lot of material and knew about Cleveland Street and this and that and the other thing. But before you actually make the plunge, come down, rent a place for a month in, in the wintertime and see what it's like. You know, there's a lot of traffic here in the wintertime. So it takes forever to get anywhere. That's a problem. But How long is that period? The snowbirds. In this case, these days, it kind of runs from October to April because of the Canadian population. Canadians are allowed to be here for six months. So they come down for six months because <laughs> it's already getting cold in October. Right. And, you know, they'll go back around April when. It's going to be Easter time and their little grandkids are going to be all in those little bell dresses and ribbons and stuff. And they want to see that. Wow, um, that's 50% of the year, man. That's well, a lot of time. Now, in most other people only start coming down in January and, and it's done by April. And most of those people came come just um for six weeks or two weeks or four weeks. Hmm. Another thing I should mention is that just off the coast, just beyond where Cleveland Street and downtown Clearwater is, there's um, a bay. If you cross the bridge to that, you would get to Clearwater Beach. Clearwater Beach is another town. It is not run by the people in Clearwater, and it's a bazillion restaurants, and um, there you would find better seafood, probably. You'd pay dearly for it, and you'd have to go through a lot to deal with the crowds. I mean, it's just really crowded here all the time. In the summer, there's no, there's no difference. Tourists come down here in the summer because everything's half off. Anyway, what I would tell you... Maybe go to North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, we just want to thank you very much for being honest. We, I think, share that same sentiment ourselves. And I think our listeners really appreciate that. So thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. That's no problem. When should I expect my check? Uh, it'll be coming in the mail, as they say. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. I have so many coming in the mail. That'll be a good day. <laughs> All, right, All right. Listen, good luck with thank the you. memoir and keep us posted. Okay. Thank you. Thank you All so right. much. Take care. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you know of someone who relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. 
Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Don't leave out that underscore. And if you liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. In the meantime, be well.